Do you guys remember a certain god that you used to see on the TV who lived somewhere in Western Kenya, Jehovah Wanyonyi? Like he was on the TV a lot when I was growing up. I kept on seeing him. So I remembered him suddenly uh, a few days ago when I was taking a nap. I'm the type of person who thinks best when they are asleep. Like I'm sleeping, but my mind is working in the background. Anyway, so I woke up and I googled him and let me tell you, I found quite some interesting things about him and his followers. For example, he once threatened the government of Kenya to give him 3 billion shillings or else he would curse the whole country with AIDS. But the government did not pay him. They were like, you know what, curse us, we will not pay you 3 billion shillings. But I'm jumping the gun here. How about we go to when it all started? Hello wonderful people, welcome to the Cults and Cooks podcast. My name is Keshi and I love cults. Wait, no. I mean I like reading and trying to understand cults what drives people to start them and how others just follow along blindly. So if you're like me, then hop onto this cult wagon, sit back, relax, and let me inform and entertain you. So sometime around 1924 or 1925, in Kenya, a baby boy was born and he was given the name Michael Mwamboy. He would however later change his name to Jehovah Wanyonyi, so we shall call him that. I couldn't find anything about Jehovah Wanyonyi's upbringing because it's like, it's 1924 or 1925. In Kenya, there wasn't a lot of like record keeping about individuals. And it was in the colonial times, so yeah, I couldn't find anything which sucks. Now how we supposed to psychoanalyze him? like maybe he got a god complex because his mother and father yeah there wouldn't be any of that today unfortunately but we do know that at the age of 32 Jehovah Wanyoni started a religious sect called the lost Israelites it is said that the sect started as an anti-colonial spiritual rebellion I think they meant they were just deviating from Christianity that was being pushed by the colonialists. The white people came and they were just like, you know, religion, Christianity is the only good religion. And to rebel against that, Mr. Wanyani here started his own sect called the Lost Israelites. I couldn't find the beliefs of the sect at that time, but in 1960, Jehovah Wanyani suddenly realized he was God. Oh my God. I have something to tell you guys. I'm just trying to imagine how he brought together the people in his sect and he was like, I have big news. Like, you all just need to sit down for this because I don't think you can take it when you're standing. Uh, how do I say this? So you know this girl that we've been talking about this whole time in someone's and what's not here? You know him, I'm sure you do. Well, guess what, guys? Guess what? I am that God. It hit me today morning. I am God. He was like, I'm Jesus Christ's father. I'm not kidding. He claimed to have fathered Jesus. I don't know how the people reacted. I gave this literally like little to no information about this sector at this time. But 
I guess people believed it and went with him because his sect grew. In addition to Jesus Christ, he had several other children, and by several I mean like a hundred and more other children, all from his seventy wives. Yeah, I think when you got confused, maybe you are not God, but Solomon maybe mean you seem to have the same characteristics here. Anyway, he had seventy wives, yeah, and you may think that this cult was just chaotic people with no structure but they the set had structure a hierarchy even at the top was was God and he did whatever God do they heal people listen to people's prayers he did that that was his role and then under him was a prophet of God whose role was to present the followers problems to God and after the prophet of God were two high priests who each had a deputy and the role of these priests was to offer sacrifices to God Wanyonyi and you would never have guessed this the high priest decided if he needed new wives mm-hmm. they would go like yeah I think God needs a new wife his recent wife is starting to look kind of old it's time he got a new wife and it was said that some of his wives were as young as 16. Mm. So in the 80s, his sect was pretty successful, having over 7,000 followers. I mean, this guy must have been a really good talker because first you have 70 wives. Like, how do you get 70 wives? How do you get 70 people to agree to be with you? But I can't even get my crush to notice that I have a crush on them. And you got 70 wives, okay. And on top of that, you had 7,000 followers. It was said that some of these followers gave Jehovah Wanyonyi their land, and others sold their livestock and their land and gave the money to Jehovah Wanyonyi. God is cashing in. So, like most gods, Wanyonyi claimed he could heal the sick. You know, like that was his role as God. He could cure all kinds of diseases, AIDS included, like we said, malaria, typhoid, all the diseases of the time he could cure them, that's what he said. However, his followers noticed that maybe, just maybe, he, he can't heal this disease because they started getting disappointed that when they fell ill, Jehovah did nothing to heal them and soon a lot of his worshippers like, were dying of disease curable diseases by due because they were dying of malaria which was very rampant at the time it's still rampant actually in those parts of kenya they were dying of typhoid cholera like these are these are extremely dangerous diseases but with the right medication you get better but the thing is they weren't allowed to get like the right medication because jehovah forbid them from going to hospital from getting professional health care it's like why you need to go to the hospital and God is right here. I'm the one who's responsible for healing the diseases. The people began to get uneasy because people are dying and Jehovah won't allow them to get to go to hospital but still won't heal them. So there was like a lot of unease among his followers. And they were like, you know what? Mm. Some of them were like, maybe he's not God after all. So one night, some of the rebelling groups got together. I'm sure they had been planning this for some time because just one night, God is just sleeping in his heart and he has... 
people are setting his heart on fire people are driving away his family and god had to run god had to run for his life and he ended up going to mount elgon sub county because he couldn't go back there the people were mad at him so he goes to mount elgon sub county and surprisingly he starts to gather followers again oh i'm god the people fear you've not had i'm god and they're like oh my god god has come to a place and his followers started growing again i think he really thought he was god because he predicted the end of the world you know i'm god i made this world and i can end it i know when it's going to end so he predicted that the world, end of the world would happen in 1995 then it didn't happen so he predicted no 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 sorry guys It's a little mistake there it i did not say 1995 it's in 2000 you know i've just decided let me give you 5 years to repent what not so the end of the world is coming in 2000 2000 rolls along and we're like oh no it's the end of the world and it doesn't happen so it's like 2000 no i didn't say 2000 did you hear me say 2000 no i didn't say 2000 i said 2000 and 2 Yeah that's when the world's really gonna end 2002 Needless to say he was wrong Yeah because we are here 18 years later Ta-da! So the Elgon people were really mad at him you made us think the end of the world was coming and it was a lie and they chased him away again God was running for a second time so this time he settled in Chemorot village in Wasingishu but we had a noticeably less following yeah, people get pissed off when you lie to them that the world is gonna end and it doesn't but now Jehovah Wanyonyi you know he was God and you might think he was a very well of God palaces what sort gate of gold nope Jehovah Wanyonyi was poor yeah I can't, I, there's no better way to say it he was struggling financially seems being god did not shelter him from the harsh economy it was said that most times his children would go hungry god did not go to work no how god is already working so hard you know listening to your prayers and what not so instead his followers including his wives would go out and look for like casual labor around the town and then they'd get paid and bring back all their money to god Yeah, it wasn't like 10% to bring everything. But there were a big family, a lot of followers. The casual labor could not sustain them. And so it was said that most times the children of God went hungry. <laughs> oh, and there's a time a BBC journalist went to interview him. And the BBC journalist wrote, this is what she wrote, she said, I was a bit scared to approach this man who claimed he was god and it seems like he noticed because he beckoned me like come and he whispered to me you see my children here we are very poor in fact these children have not eaten since morning would you help us with a thousand shillings to buy bread <laughs> i'm just like yeah not a good look for a god because <laughs> whatever had come to like pray to you to help me find money to buy bread and then you're borrowing me money to buy bread yeah not a good look 
Anyway, I think the people at Chemorot village were a lot more accommodating than the other places because Jehovah Wanyonji stayed there with his followers until 2015 when he died. Yeah, God died. But like his followers still live there. And you see, you see the way we, we said he died? Don't tell that to his followers, please. His followers don't believe he died, but that, he, you know, he disappeared, assumed another form. God needs a vacation. He can't just be sitting there every day. He needed a vacation. So I saw interviews over him and I just I think it's good if I described how he looked. Uh, he was an old man, but something weird. In the interview that I watched, the man did not blink the whole time. I didn't see him blink. Weird, weird. But he used to wear like some red robe and a red hat. He used to sit on some throne. And apparently he would just sit there the whole day. When a certain wife of his was told to explain his daily routine, it was like he wakes up at around 6 a.m. I bring him food. Uh, yeah, he's brought food well. The person who's bringing him food like kneels down. We have to kneel down to give God food. So he eats, he takes a bath, then he wears his godly robes and sits in his altar shrine he just sits on a chair somewhere and waits for people to come bring him their wages or as they tell him what they would like him to do for them so that was their routine but in 2015 he suddenly disappears but the area assistant chief said that he issued a burial permit to two of Wanyonyi's sons. The name was like Nicholas and some other one. No, Jesus was not there to get the burial permit for his dad. <laughs> I couldn't resist that. But the people were like, no, no, our God, our God is not dead. How, how does God die? No. The people were like, no, our God has just taken a rest. I watched an interview and the person in being interviewed said, you know, maybe he has gone to stay with one of his other wives who does not live in the compound. But later they were like, no, he has assumed another form. He's still there. He's just in another form. They still worship him in absentia. They pray to him. They offer him sacrifices. So the sect is supposed to offer burnt sacrifices. A goat or a cow is slaughtered and burnt at the altar. Very Christian like. Another thing I noticed about this sect is like they carry most Christian beliefs, but then I think it's just really mostly Christian beliefs. And then it's, the only difference is that God's, Christians' God is unseen and their God was seen at the time. But now their God is also unseen. Yeah. <laughs> so the only difference with their religion. And, their, and other people's religion is that their God is Jehovah Wanyonyi. So yeah, they're supposed to offer burnt sacrifices. But again, this is a very, very poor community. And they rarely ever have enough money to buy a cow and slaughter it for their God. So they improvised and they use doves, little animals. They also use wheat flour and margarine, blue band. Because in the interview that I saw, they had a heap of kneaded dough and they were pouring blue band on top of it and then they were setting it alight as people prayed. 
and that was the sacrifice. No wheat flour and blue band is enough for Jehovah Wanyon. You know, it's like it's okay, I understand the situation. I'll be pleased as long as there is beer, plenty of beer, specifically Tascalega. Yes. Now the high priest who now take care of the ceremonies now that Wanyoni has assumed another form said yes it is the sweet aroma of beer specifically Tascalaga that pleases God the most. I don't know what to think about that. Okay, to each their own. Everybody loves something, even God. It's been over six years and nobody has seen Jehovah Wanyoni. And over the years, there are some people who have tried to succeed him, who have tried to say, now I am God. And one is prophetess Elizabeth Akata and angel Joab. So this Elizabeth claimed that Wanyoni approached me in Lodwa. Lodwa is also a place in Kenya and asked me to come to Chemororoj was it Chemororoj or Chemoroj village in Wasingishu this is where the sect is based in case you haven't been following and lead them and lead these people since he has assumed another form now Elizabeth said that God Wanyoni was still ruling the world and hovering over a big sea she did not specify which big sea she said Wanyoni was still ruling the world and hovering over a big sea and was occasionally in talks with Pope Francis and the US President Barack Obama. Barack was president at the time when she was trying to succeed Jehovah. And I'm like, Kenyans, why are you always bringing Obama into shit that he doesn't want to be brought into? I'm so sure he's embarrassed by us. What? <laughs> ah. Anyway, the chief priest name is Eliab Masinde, the one who was like conducting the beer sacrifice. He denied the succession claim and excommunicated the angel and the prophetess. Like, no, how dare you try to succeed God? Nobody can succeed God. He's still there and we don't need you to come and lead us. He said it was immoral. The word he used was immoral to try and succeed Jehovah. He insisted that their god was alive now, Wanyoni is alive, despite reports that he had died, insisting that worship is not about seeing God physically, but having faith in him. We have not received new information about Mungu Mwenye Enzi Jehovah, Wanyoni. I wonder why you like questioning our God's whereabouts. Nobody asks Christians and Muslims where their God is, he said. And I gotta say, I mean, he has a point, don't you think so? Hmm? Don't, where is God? Well, I don't think anybody can answer that question. Maybe in heaven, but if Wanyoni died, he is in heaven. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this story. Tell me what you think. Tell me who you'd like me to talk about next. Till next time, bye. Or you could be all the boys I know. All the games you made for me. Got me thinking if you're okay.